0: What is up, Nerd Nation? It's your boy Hunter here from Film Nerd TV, and this is Nerd News Episode 3. And of course, I am joined again by Chance Ellison. How's it going, man?
1: Yeah, it's good. I'm always always here when we need a show to do, but hey, I'm always happy to talk some news.
0: (laughs) Some nerded news.
1: Some nerd news.
0: And we have a lot, I'm telling you, not just Marvel not just DC, but... We have some Star Wars and we have some Harry Potter news for you guys. We have, we, have,
1: we have a bunch. We have a bunch of stuff today from all over.
0: Yep. So why don't you start with our first movie news? The the topic that you want to talk about today.
1: All right. Let's get a. Uh, well, first of all, we got. First of all, I want to talk about some trailer news we got today. Some trailer some trailers dropped that I think. You know, I think we are all well the first trailer to drop. Uh, first one is Rampage, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson, based on the classic arcade game. Uh, what do you think of this trailer, Hunter?
0: Man, um, looking at the first trailer, it, it's actually getting me very excited for this movie. Just from, you know, the fun that it can have and just making fun of itself and just... This, like, this type of movie deserves to be one of those fun summer popcorn movies. It doesn't really need to take itself too seriously, but, with you know, you can't go wrong with talent and they got rock in there, so... Definitely a big score for me.
1: No, I absolutely echo everything you're saying, and just like what it looks like they're doing, they look like because like Rampage doesn't really have a, they don't really have a story, so they're taking the idea of the game and translating it cinematically. I think, I think it looks pretty cool. It's like a fun action movie. Dwayne the Rock Johnson, he's all, he's always to improve movies except for Baywatch. But hey, no, I don't think anybody could make that work. He, he was the best part of Baywatch, though. He was, he was actually. So but yeah, like. It's, it's The Rock fighting a giant ape, a giant wolf, and a giant crocodile, with Naomi Harris and uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Joe Manganiello. I think this could be a really fun, fun movie, and it could be one of the better video game movies we've had. Although it's not, it's not a high hurdle jump, but it's still, it's still a good, it's still a good feat to accomplish.
0: Best line of the movie was the ending where he sees the giant crocodile, and he's like, uh, "I was wondering." when uh something about
1: now the, the line was i was i was just thinking we we're missing a giant crocodile. Right, crocodile yep yeah yeah i'm just like hey so did, hey i was thinking the same thing that's awesome <laughs> all, right, all right
0: so our second trailer is something that we've been waiting on for a long time right
1: long long time
0: <laughs> almost 10 years over 10 years
1: yeah i think uh the first one came out i believe 2004 2005. Let me look up the... uh... 2004. 2004. 2004.
0: Yep. So over 10 years.
1: Yep. But hey, worth the wait. We got Incredibles 2 coming out. Woo! Yeah, baby. Yeah, you know, I I think of all the uh, Pixar movies that had gotten sequels or prequels or whatever... The one thing I had, the one I think had the most potential, I think a lot of people share this idea with me. Besides Tor Story, that was built for a sequel. And yeah, I'm glad they're finally going through with The trailer, it's a teaser, so it's just it's giving you a sense of tone. But from the tone, we see like it looks just as good. It feels the same. Feels like it feels like they're picking up right where it left off. Which I think, I think this movie's gonna be really good.
0: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, I do find it funny that Pixar was like, no, 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 no Incredibles 2, but we'll have two shitty car sequels. We'll
1: have two car sequels, not Incredibles <laughs> 2. Well, you know, I don't blame, because Brad Bird was doing other stuff, but hey, now, you know, <laughs> tomorrow that happened, they realized, okay, yeah, you know, maybe now it's time to go back to Incredibles 2.
0: Yeah. Um, And technically, this is probably the best time for Incredibles 2, especially with the the height of the popularity of the superhero genre, and a lot of great uh, animated movies that have gotten so much buzz. I feel like, you know, 2018, 2019, is it 2018?
1: 2018 is coming out next year. Yeah.
0: So I, I, 2018, I feel, is the perfect place to put it because of the rise of the comic book genre popularity. But I love this trailer, man. It just shows Jack-Jack and Mister and uh, Bob, Mr. Incredible, and he's showing his different powers. <laughs>
1: No, exactly, and uh, if you talk, I heard about them talking about the, D- the D23 footage where it's basically Jack-Jack fighting a raccoon, and uh, I, th- I feel like they're pushing Jack-Jack a lot in this movie, and I feel like he's going to be more central to – he might be really central to the plot, which makes a lot of sense because when we look at the first Incredibles and the way that ended. I thought a really interesting direction because, like, this takes this takes place right after the first one left off. I think a really inter- interesting direction to go in would have been, to say, that, like 10 years in the future where, like, Jack-Jack has gone – Older, and because like he's clearly demonstrated, he's the most powerful superhero maybe in existence in this world. Yeah, I thought it would have. I it would have been a good plot for him to go evil. <laughs> I, yeah, I, th- I thought that would be interesting, but I, they're taking it this way, and I'm. I trust Brad Bird. I trust Pixar implicitly, and I can't wait to see what they turn out next year. You get
0: the uh, Fantastic Four comics inspiration from this movie, because think about it, Jack Jack. Is the son of Mister Incredible in, in the comics, um, Reed Richards' son, Franklin Richards, is one of the most powerful uh, beings in that universe. And now, Jat Jat looks like he's going to be that powerful being. I, I don't know if I'm looking too much into it, but I just I found that kind of similarity kind of funny.
1: Yeah, and really, this is kind of like it's kind of like the like best Fantastic Fox. Four movie we've ever had. Yeah, yeah, I and mean Fox has fumbled so many times Fantastic Four. Diggs is come along, it's like, okay, look, let, let us show you how it's done.
0: <laughs> in it animated form.
1: And also, like Disney, like I can't believe Disney. I think I laugh about like Disney literally dropped this the day after Justice League came out. I'm like, yeah, man, you, you can't, you can't have WB have no success now, can you? You're, you're wrong, Disney. You're wrong.
0: But um, there is a, a good theory that I heard online about uh, the Jack Jack and why he has so many powers.
1: Really
0: the theory I hear is each of the Incredibles' powers, you know. How Mr. Incredible is really strong, and you know, Elastigirl can, you know, move her arms and stretch and stuff. Yeah. Each, each of them um, is a personality trait. So Bob, uh, Mr. Incredible, is, is super strong because he's trying to be strong for his family. Um, Elastigirl is stretching because she's the mom, who has to deal with so many things at once. Um, violent is, um, you know, that's socially awkward, so she's gonna hide and be invisible. And then. No, like I don't think.
1: I don't, the yeah. I, like, that that huh? I don't think that's a the theory. I think that was very intentional in the, from Brad Bird.
0: Huh?
1: I don't think that's a theory. I think that was very intentional and from the director and screenwriter Brad Bird. Yeah. Like, the, been, the uh, dude's-
0: sorry.
1: Brad Bird, he's, he's brilliant. He's a fantastic director. I, I love most of the movies. Tomorrowland, yeah, it's good, but I don't blame <laughs> him on that one. I, I'm glad he's getting to return to, this, to these characters he created.
0: Yeah, and the reason for Jack-Jack having so many powers is because he's still a baby so we don't really yeah. know his personality trait yet, so he's going to have multiple uh, multiple
1: uh, powers. That's interesting. That's, that's interesting. So I, I'm curious to see how do that. All right, so let's go into our first one, our first other new service not trailer. Well, currently. All right, so uh, first of all, the Lord of the Rings series. We talked about a little while back uh, the Lord of the Rings series that's being shopped around at Amazon. Well, that is now confirmed. Amazon series is happening. Apparently, they struck a deal with Tolkien estates for God knows how much money, but it was some it was somewhere, I think, upwards like 20 million dollars. Holy shit. Uh yeah. So what do you what do you think of Lord of the Rings series, Hunter?
0: Again, I go back to this world is so vast. The Lord of the Rings world has so much mythology behind it that I wouldn't mind if you do a series that really doesn't have Bilbo, doesn't have Frodo, doesn't have the characters that we know from the movies, but you take that world and you create either either you create new characters that we fall in love with, or you take smaller characters that have, you know, roles in the books and you make them the main characters in another different setting. Like this, like the series can take place the same time as the movies and you can know that Oh, Frodo and Bilbo are out there, but you don't—you don't force it to, you know. Have to have Bilbo. You have to have Frodo. You have to have all these guys in it. Make your own unique characters, or take characters from the books that you think are interesting and build care—build the show around that.
1: No, yeah, and I echo everything you say because, like, <laughs> I love Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. I think it's one of the best trilogies in film history, and I think. I think for I think this, those books are perfect for the film medium. I feel like if you try to stretch them out into a series, it's gonna feel long winded. It's gonna have the Hobbit problems where it feels like long winded and overdrawn. I think if you if you go like you said, like a story within the Lord of the Rings universe, this could be something really special. Yeah, and so see, I, I, I good. No, I didn't have anything. So go ahead.
0: Uh, I was gonna say. The thing I want to see is make it like a uh, almost like a Game of Thrones type series. that
1: would be interesting.
0: Where it's it's really, you know, it's about these people in power and you know them getting the power and being corrupt and you can put in, you know, orcs and all the mystical Lord of the Rings, you know, creatures, but make it more of that grounded Game of Thrones feel, and I feel like you could have a great show.
1: I think a really interesting take could be to tackle the time between Sauron's initial defeat and when, uh, you know, when Fellowship starts, or before The okay. Hobbit. Like, I think that stretch of time, uh, that because you said, yeah, you remember, Sauron essentially you almost essentially like destroyed Middle Earth, mm-hmm. and so you got, uh, you gotta like tackle the subject of like how do they rebuild, how do they, how does society integrate back, back together? There's a lot of ground you can cover in, the, in a show like that.
0: Oh yeah. I feel like if they really take their time and they really characters because the most important part of a show in my opinion is the characters. You want to fall in love with characters. You want to you want to yep. follow their their highs and their lows and you want to put yourself in that in that character. If they have great characters that they create for this world it if they give us characters that we can't relate to, that's gonna be the problem.
1: No, right, exactly, and yeah, as long as you make, as long as you make a good story with good characters in this universe, I think people will, I think people will respond to it very well. Look at something like, uh, something like Star Trek: Discovery, which doesn't really rely much on any Star Trek show, and it's fantastic. Do something like, do something like that.
0: Oh, so our next, uh, our next news
1: well, we already talked about one. We already talked about one video game movie adaptation. Let's talk about another. Uh, currently, there is currently a animated movie based on the Super Mario Brothers in works at Universal with Illumination Entertainment, who is the studio behind the uh, Spiegel Me franchise and Sing and Secret Life of Pets. So, uh, what what do you guys say about that, Hunter?
0: As long as it's not live action, I'm happy.
1: Oh boy! Uh, as, far, as far as me on the story, uh, I would love to see another Super Mario Brothers movie just because that that '90s one is just atrocious. It's, almost, oh God, it's, it's so it had literally not it had nearly nothing to do with the game. It almost killed Bob Hoskins.
0: <laughs> mentally and physically.
1: Yeah, mentally and physically. Like that was literally killed Bob Hoskins. Uh, but as far as the only thing, the only thing that gives me pause about the story is Lumination Entertainment. Mm-hmm. As an animation studio, I don't like them, just because all yeah. their movies are just, they just, it's just pander, 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 and you can't do that with Super Mario Bros. movies just because the audience is so big and like. More than it's more than just kids who, who want to see a good Super Mario Brothers movie. Adults want to see it too because they, adults who were kids in the '80s who grew up loving this, this character and this franchise, they want to see a good adaptation of it. And I, I'm not sure if Illumination is best suited for that, but I hey, could be wrong. Who knows?
0: See, I'm on the opposite end. I feel like Illumination Studios is. Yes, you're right. They do a lot of pandering, but overall, they can make great animated movies.
1: I mean, they I can. Love, I
0: love, I love the first two of movies. I did too. I loved both of those movies, and I'm not a guy who likes a, uh, animation movies a lot, but the really great ones stick with me. But right. <laughs> this could work because I've always said, if you want to make a, another *Super Mario* brother movie, you make it and you make it animation. That's the only way I can see this story working. Is because the game is really cartoony when it's like save the princess and you know you, this plumber that that all it was, it was
1: it was made it was made in the eighties that was the story of every video game back
0: then I no but I'm saying it was more prominent in the, the Mario Brothers franchise but and that's the bad about it. I'm not trashing on the game I love the game so I'm saying that was a formula that a lot of um animation movies follow so if they follow something like that and add a new twist to it and this could be a start of, hopefully, Nintendo licensing their properties off again, so we can get you know a Legend of Zelda either a Netflix show or maybe a you know animation movie or something like that, or you know just something like that.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, I totally, I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> you froze up there. Yeah, it could be interesting. A funny, a funny story. A funny story is that, uh, you know, the, the Nintendo didn't actually want to put Mario in Wreck-It Ralph, but Nintendo said no, just no. because they're sick of people mishandling their properties. <laughs> yeah, after the movie... All right, all right. So our next story is... This, are, this is a Harry Potter story, which we don't get very many of. Uh, Fantastic Beasts has just... They've just announced the title and the... Uh, and the release date, Crimes of Grindelwald. And it's going to release, we released November 18th, 20, 2018. 2018? 2018. And they just really they just released a cast photo too. So Hunter, can you screen share that?
0: I uh, keep on talking so I can pull it up real quick.
1: Yeah, so uh, you know, we already know Eddie Redmayne Eddie Redmayne, Katherine Waterston, the girl who played the sister, I can't remember her name. Dan Fogelman, uh, Ezra Miller, somehow, and uh, Johnny Depp, who playing Gellert Ger- Grindelwald is coming back. Uh, we also have the additions of uh, Zoe Kravitz as Eadie Lestrange, which I think is a really interesting pick because I like Zoe Kravitz a lot. And the most interesting pick, as for me, it's uh, it's Jude Law as young Dumbledore. Law, I think, is a massively underrated actor. The dude's phenomenal in every everything he's in, even something like as. Uneven as King Arthur led the sword, which I didn't, which I don't hate, but I don't think it's very good either. He's still fantastic in that movie. I'm, and I'm glad he's getting a big role. I'm glad he's getting a big role, big franchise role, because he had, hasn't really had one since uh, Watson in the Sherlock Holmes movies. And uh, I'm waiting for to pull up the photo because, you know, I gotta tell you, young Dumbledore's kind of hot. He's <laughs> <It's> really <laughs> weird. <laughs> Like he is like Drew Law's an attractive man, and I really I, I like the way he looks as Dumbledore.
0: Okay, I think I got it right now.
1: Okay, all
0: right, let me pull that up. This is what happens when it's live, ladies and gentlemen.
1: This is what ha- I told you, you have the picture ready. I don't know why you're taking so long.
0: You told me to have a certain picture ready.
1: Was, this one was this one should have been implied. <laughs> to be honest,
0: I did not realize that this thing had a set photo yet.
1: It did. It was, a, it was the cast photo.
0: Cast photo. You know what? Oh. All right. Let me go ahead and uh, screencast that for you. This is the magic of live, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Magic of live TV, folks.
0: All right. You guys ready? Whoa. It's it in post. There it is.
1: Boom. There we go. Look at
0: that. Look at that handsome cast right there.
1: Yeah, I mean this, this, this movie has an attractive cast. Even Dan Vogelman, <laughs> he's a fox. <laughs> yeah, see, we got uh, going from right to left. There's a uh, Johnny Depp as Geller Grindelwald, which is an interesting pick because you know, I, I thought I thought it was interesting. I didn't really like it because nothing. I hate when I don't like when Johnny Depp goes super over the top. And nothing screams Johnny Depp over the top to me than putting a freaking wand in his hand.
0: This could be so entertaining.
1: It could. Man. Like he, could. this is either gonna be great or it's gonna be absolutely awful.
0: Johnny Depp's a really good actor. So I mean, he, oh, he, he is. He's brains. one of
1: my, he's one of my favorites. But like he, he he gets so wrapped up being cartoony that he forgets to give a good performance. But I want, can you zoom? Can you zoom in on the on the back end real quick? In. on the on the uh what, what, what direction the left the left end the uh, jude law's dumbledore right there yeah look at that come on Dumbledore's never looked so attractive
0: and some fella
1: what a handsome man <laughs> uh, well Hunter is that, is that uh, eddie may come back who is also a dapper man and commander uh, Dan Fogelman, who was my favorite part of the first movie, he's coming back also.
0: There's Ezra Miller right there.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's coming back. He died in the first one. Spoiler alert. But, I've never seen it. Yeah, name. it's gonna be interesting. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, I. I've that's, been not, doing that's, that's not really the big that. one. But yeah, man, that's a pretty good look, uh, cast right there.
1: Uh, so, I've been talking a lot for a lot of this. So, Hunter, what do you think of Fantastic Beasts 2 and, uh, you know, everything going on with this project?
0: Fantastic Beasts, to be honest, I didn't watch the first Fantastic Beasts. Watch it because I keep hearing it's really good. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, so I need to check it out. But, yeah, man, it as uh, Campy and all them said, there's nothing wrong with adding great talent.
1: No, you have- absolutely correct
0: with, you know, um, Eddie Redmayne, Oscar-nominated actor.
1: Oscar winning. Uh, Johnny
0: Depp. Oscar winning, I'm sorry. That's right, he did win for... um, Theory of Everything. Theory Theory of Everything. Everything. Yep. And, uh, you know, Johnny Depp, multiple Oscar nominee. Yes. Um, Yeah, there's nothing wrong with talent, and I'm actually excited for this young Dumbledore, which does make sense. You know he's seen all this. Yeah, I'm excited, man.
1: Yeah, I think this could. Be, I think this could be really good. You got David Yates coming back to direct, J.K. Rowling writing the script once again. David I think. H- I think. It's, he didn't. Huh? Did David Yates
0: do? I know he did at least one Harry Potter film. Directed.
1: He's done every Harry Potter since the fifth one. Really? Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Shows my knowledge of directors right there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But, yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. My
0: trusty co-host helped me out right there. I got you, buddy. <laughs> all right, so after the Harry Potter, you want to go on to the other uh, adventures in space?
1: Yeah, let's uh, – oh, all right, yeah, other adventures in space. So I guess we're going to Star Wars news. Woo! Not very many, not very many stories in the world of Star Wars today. First of all – we'll start with this one because it's easier. Uh, the Last Jedi runtime has been revealed, which – is revealed to be two hour, two hours and thirty minutes, making it, I believe, the longest Star Wars movie to date. So it's two hours and thirty something minutes, you said. Two hours and thirty minutes. Okay. Which I found, perfect I'm, time. Yeah, I mean, I I love Star Wars. <laughs> uh, I am really excited for the last jab. It's my most anticipated movie of the year. I'm really excited to see what Ryan Johnson does with it, and you know what? If, like I said last week with Justice League, if you use your runtime effectively, I'm not gonna have a problem with it.
0: Yeah. All right, so um, let's talk about the runtime real quick. I feel like this is perfect runtime for Star Wars, especially with something this epic with so many characters and you know Luke and Leia and you know they're coming back. You got Chewie and Finn. Just the whole cast is coming back. I feel like 2.30 is the perfect runtime. I don't know, I may feel like, you know, when, you know, when I'm in the theaters, I may feel like, you know, you could have shaved up 15 minutes, or I could have feel like, you know, I wanted another 15-30 minutes added to it.
1: No, exactly. When you look at you
0: know, it... I do not see it in the movies, but...
1: When you look at all these characters, you have to balance, and all of these arcs you have to go through, I think two hours and 30 minutes is a good time for this project.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I do, too. I feel like... Oh, as you guys can see, I'm a uh... – look at that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, didn't really like the prequels, but I'm not sure too many people did. But the original trilogy, I loved Force Awakens. I'm super excited for The Last Jedi. Ryan Johnson's going to kill it. Like, And then he also has the – which we talked about last week – the uh new trilogy coming out that's directed by him so it shows that lucasfilm because i've been giving lucasfilm a lot of crap about not having the fortitude to say okay we want this director
1: this is what we're doing go do it i mean they i mean they Uh, have you the only the only exception is well i mean there's Rogue One, there weren't really problems. There were just reshoots, and, like, even then, it wasn't a huge problem, and the movie still came out all right. With the Han Solo movie right now, going through all it's going through, uh, yeah, Lucas was kind of under fire a bit, but I feel like like in that case, it really was just them having creative differences, whereas... Well, no, I mean... What was that? I'm sorry.
0: I was going to say, like, it wasn't just on that one. You know, you had the Lord Miller leaving... And then being replaced right. with Ron Howard. Then right. you have uh, Star Wars Episode Nine, that director leaving, replaced again with
1: J.J. Abrams. Yeah, J. J. yeah. Uh, I, I was, I, I was kind of, I'm probably of the small camp. I wanted to see what Colin Trevorrow did with the Star Wars movie, but I'll accept that one just because you know we they already had they hadn't started project, production on that one yet. But yeah, yeah Lucasfilm has been, and you gotta you gotta understand like Star Wars is possibly the most influential franchise. Maybe in film history, like you, you have a lot riding on your shoulder. You have a lot; they have a lot riding on their shoulders right now, and you know they need to make sure they're on top of their game constantly. And I feel like that means sometimes you have to make some hard calls.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not giving. You know, I'm not trying to throw shit at. uh, You know, Lucasfilm. It's just you guys know I made a video a few months back when Lord Miller left. There was something fishy there because. Lucasfilm said that Lord and Miller were trying to make it real jokes and make Hansel into like this, this jokey type character. But thing is, they had a plan going in. Yeah. I don't think Lord and Miller would go way off script like that.
1: Yeah. So I it, it would have had to because like you don't get that far into because move, that movie was almost done. Mm-hmm. You don't get that far into shooting and then have creative differences and then have creative differences out of nowhere. Yeah. As far as Lord Miller goes, I'm pretty sure this is how I think it went down. I wasn't there, but I'm just speculating. Somebody, someone, either Lucasfilm or Lord or Lord Miller, threw a curveball and there was an impasse and then it just blew up.
0: Yeah. So- but <laughs> going off, you know, a little topic there, but I'm glad that they sticked with one director. In Ryan Johnson, yeah, through and through, and they gave him oh. so much, you know, so much faith in him that they're like, "Okay, we want you to take over these three other movies that we have, you know, planned." They have so much faith in that director, which is always a big important for studios to have, you know, faith in their directors, so let them go free and really do what the movie that they want to do.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> where, like. You can tell, like, well, from other movies, you can tell, like, everyone is their director's unique vision, and I think that's that's a lesson Star Wars is learning to take from now on. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to Last Jedi. I really, I really hope this love for Ryan Johnson really plunges into, to like the, the A list of directors.
0: Oh yeah, me too. Uh, so, you want to go in and go into the uh, the
1: photos? Yeah, uh, there were also some uh, new. With uh you know, with the stars coming out, there are also some new entertainment weekly things released. And we with that we got some new uh stills to the movie. So Hunter, you want to cue that up?
0: Yep, I'll screen share it real quick. Now for fair warning, you will see multiple layers of screens now.
1: There we go. All right, here we go. So we got uh, the Millennium Falcon the hyperspace, which <laughs> how cool is it to see that that star effect again?
0: Dude, that is, that is so epic. I, I I'd Oh, that that's
1: amazing. I would too. Then we got uh oh we got the, the a new addition to the cast, Laura Dern as an as of yet unnamed character, but I think I heard talking about it as someone it's someone in authority, which if you're gonna get Laura Dern, that's some that's a good perfect role for her.
0: Oh yeah. And then of course.
1: Uh we got we got black guy in space. John we Brady. got Black Guy in Space, we got Finn, John Boyega. Yep, and I'm sorry, I forgot her name. Kelly Marie Tran, I believe her character's is named Rose. Yep,
0: and then of course BB-8 right there.
1: Yep, uh, you know, they're being employed Boto from Boto the last
0: movie. Photo <laughs> bomber.
1: Yep, BB-8, jerks. Oh, come All on, then.
0: come on.
1: Uh, then we got uh, Ray training on the mountains,
0: dude. And then Luke looking right down at her.
1: I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's very, uh, you know, like like warrior, like way of the samurai esque.
0: Oh, dude, that, that looks so cool.
1: I really want to see how Luke integrates with us, with this cast.
0: I do too. And uh, he actually has lines in this movie, which is
1: great. Yeah, we're gonna see Luke Skywalker speak for the first time since eighty, since 1983.
0: I have some some uh, ad ad walkers.
1: I don't think these are... These aren't add ads because they're different. They have, they have a different name, but I don't know what it is off the I top of my head. They look like AT-ATs. Yeah, a. Walkers. yeah they're, they're, the modif- they're the modified version of AT-ATs.
0: Ew. Holy shit, those things are tall. Yeah. We go down to...
1: Oh, tier, tier, tier. You have, uh, yeah, the Carrie Fisher.
0: Carrie Fisher.
1: And, and uh, speaking of beautiful actors, we have the very beautiful Oscar Isaac.
0: <laughs> the very beautiful man
1: yes he's a, he's a he's a he's a beautiful man <laughs> I have no I have no shame saying that
0: he's playing. uh he's Poe correct
1: he, yeah he's Poe Dameron
0: Poe Dameron oh looks like they're very intense and um you know maybe a big fight <laughs>
1: Yeah, maybe because we, we get told that Leia has more to do in this movie, which I think, I think is gonna be really gratifying, considering that Carrie Fisher is no longer with us.
0: Yeah, rest in peace.
1: Rest in peace, Carrie Fisher.
0: And then the asshole who killed his, who killed Han. Spoiler alert! But if you haven't seen it,
1: what That's are you doing? What, yeah, you've you've seen it. You've seen it by now. Yeah, Kylo Ren looking at looking at his album, thinking, "What am I doing with my life?" <laughs> I went from girls. <laughs> And everything everything he looks everything he looks himself in the mirror he's like holy crap I went from girls to this. My career is awesome. <laughs> All the time. Cause like you think about it, like he's gone from girls, he's wor- since since girls he's worked with Martin Scorsese. He's been in Star Wars, he's worked with the Cohen brothers. Like having driver, he's he's slowly becoming one of the best actors of this of this generation.
0: Oh yeah, without a doubt. And I feel like this is where we're gonna see Kylo Fighting with, is he uh, is he good? Is he on the light side or is he going to be full dark side?
1: Yeah, I, I feel like we're going to get some more character development with, with Kylo Ren, which I think is really, I think is really fantastic. But
0: he did just kill Han Solo, his father. I'm not sure if there's any redeeming that. But
1: well, I mean, Darth Vader, Darth Vader killed God knows how many people, and he redeemed himself in the end.
0: Yeah, but I mean, he never killed his family members.
1: He killed. He killed more people than that. Like, let's let's keep going. What else we got? Um. Oh man,
0: look at that.
1: Oh shit. We got we got Ray fighting in the rain. Ray in the rain. Ray in the rain. Hashtag Ray in the rain. Yes. (laughs) That sounds like a horrible B movie. Rain in the rain, I'll be amazing. But yeah, like this look, this looks cool. I w- I'm curious how they made these rain effects. I mean, yeah, this looks Dude. it looks cool. She looks she looks badass. She looks like she's ready to throw down.
0: Look at the the um, just the color and the shape of that uh, lightsaber.
1: Yeah, like, like you can see in the co- and the colors like with all with everything they've been doing so far, you can tell like color is a big <laughs> is a big you know. Factor in this film, and yeah, it's, it's no different here. This looks this looks fantastic.
0: Oh yeah, it looks incredible.
1: Uh oh. I believe this is the, I believe this is the last one. We have uh, you know, Ray <laughs> and Kylo Ren some kind of confrontation, and I'm curious what, what went down in this scene. Like, were they talking? Is Kylo? Is, you know, Kylo Ren's there. She looks unfazed. So
0: yeah. Well, in the first movie, she wasn't phased by Kylo either.
1: Well, she kind of was until she, you know, t- in tune with the Force.
0: Well, I mean that that scene where he catches her and, and uh, she just talks back. She's like, um, "Oh, why? Because you'll never be like Darth Vader." And she. Yeah, back, cause,
1: yeah cause that back. was when she that was when uh, you know her Force her Force sense kicked in.
0: Oh yeah, yep, and that is the last of the
1: last, last Jedi, Jedi
0: <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah. You see what I did there? <laughs>
1: All right, well, and going from – well, not one Disney property to another, but like let's go from one shared property Disney has. Let's go to Marvel next because we have fewer stories than that one. Okay. All right, so uh, let's talk about this one first. There is a X-Men spinoff revolving around multiple men in the works that is reported to star James Franco, who, we, who you can see in the upcoming Disaster Artist, which I think looks uh-huh. fantastic, yeah, and I can't too. wait to see it. Uh, What do you you think about this multiple man movie with James Franco, Hunter?
0: To be honest, I don't know so much about multiple man, but James Franco, man, everyone thinks that Franco is just this goofball, you know, hard art comedy guy, but then he does something like 127 Hours, Yeah, where he was so dramatic and he's so good. The dude has acting chops.
1: Oh yeah, no, like... James Franco, James Franco is not just a good actor. He is a fantastic He's actor. Great. He turns it on. When he when he turns it on, he turns it on, he can be amazing. And you know, as far as multiple man movie, well, hmm. you know, hey, ever since I, I think ever since the Wolverine, they've they really hit, they've really been, you know, hitting with their spin-offs. You had the Wolverine, you had Logan, you had uh you know, Deadpool. You have the new mutants coming out, which I think looks really interesting. X Men, the X Men franchise, they're doing really interesting things with in their spinoffs, and you know, I think if James Franco's is going to get back into comic movies, which, which if let's forget, he was Harry Osborn in the, in the Raimi Spider Man yep. movies, I think if I think if James Franco's looking for a role to get back into comic movies, this is exactly the one he would take.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I just I don't know a lot about the multiple man character, so I'm not sure if he's supposed to be this humorous light character you know, in terms of a, you know, a beast or a, you know, lighthearted character like that, or if he's supposed to be a, the real serious dark character. But what's cool is no matter what the character is, James Franco can pull either one out.
1: No, exactly. And like, there's, 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 I think there's a run can camera one, what it was <laughs> but like. It was a multiple, multiple men split up. Like everyone, everyone had a different personality. And then I got into my head, 50 different Francos actually <laughs> against each other. And I'm like, Oh, my God, this movie needs to happen. So, Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm all for a multiple it's man.
0: Like, it's, like the, it's like the Marvel uh, X-Men version of Split.
1: Essentially, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except they're all on screen at the same time. Oh, my God, multiple Francos. <laughs> yeah, multiple Francos. I, wa- I want a scene with, like, 50 Francos just acting off each other.
0: And then one David Franco, Dave Franco.
1: And then Dave Franco is one of them. <laughs> I
0: <laughs> it's just one continuous line of Jade Franco, and then Dave Franco at the, at the very end.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be. He was actually um, we have actually had multiple man movie. He was in uh, X Men: The Last Stand. if you remember that? If you remember that?
0: I the only thing I remember is hating it because almost every X Men died.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he was he was in that one. He was played by uh, I forgot his name, but he plays a. Uh, he plays Mark Sloan on, on Grey's Anatomy. I, I can't think of his name. But, yeah, I think I think this could be really interesting. And, I, you know, as far as X-Men spinoffs, I trust, I trust Fox. They have not let me down yet. Well, they, have, they haven't let me down since X-Men Wolverine. So, yeah, let's do it. All right. Oh, um, I'm not sure if you have this on the list,
0: but you might have to add one more in based on the X-Men universe. Go ahead. I'm not sure if you have it, but the Deadpool 2 first teaser trailer.
1: I did have it. That was the next story.
0: Yes! Oh my God, I love this trailer so much.
1: Oh my God, it's so it was it was fantastic.
0: The Bob Ross parody on point.
1: No, exactly. I remember. I remember this came up. This came up before my screening of Justice League. And this got a bigger reaction than anything in the movie. But we can get to that later. Oh.
0: But I like, like yeah. Justice
1: League. We can talk about we will about Justice League in a minute. But yeah, as far as the Deadpool trailer, this was it's totally in character but at the same time it's totally unexpected cuz th- one of the best things about the first deadpool was the marketing campaign and that marketing campaign is probably one of the best in film history oh yeah without that and yeah it looks it looks like they're repeating the same steps and it's not a bad thing because for this character it's warranted
0: yeah <sighs> i do love the fact that each of the paint colors are like movie related so it's like mint um, and black
1: yeah, uh, Soylent Soil Soil green, uh, clockwork orange,
0: clockwork orange, the Betty White.
1: Yeah, I also have, like they they play on those. And if you get a parody a character for Deadpool, Bob Ross is a perfect one because uh, have you ever seen Bob Ross Hunter? No, I haven't. To be honest. Oh my god, it's, it's on Netflix. You need to because it's amazing.
0: <laughs> I I do like how he's like starting off with like the the orange color and then he. The cut and it's like this big like.
1: No, and that's that's how the show that's how the that's how Bob Ross's show worked because like he'd be doing something that's like you are ruining this painting. Then like the very next scene, like how the hell did you do that? <laughs> what the fuck are these cuts? It's like I was like you are a god.
0: And then the, the time on typhoon. Uh, yeah. The whack off scene where he's tapping the paintbrush. on the-
1: Yeah. Then we got a uh, yeah you know, after that Bob Ross parody we got a uh, you know a montage of scenes from the movie,
0: which it seems like we're getting new uh new um memes that are. Yeah, we got
1: in. a yeah we got a addition to Cable played by John Brown. We also have uh we have Domino which is gonna be played by Atlanta's Zazzy Beats, mm-hmm. and also there is a there's a car- there's a character played by Julian Dennison who was in Hunt for the Wilder Lule- People which is a fantastic movie if you haven't seen it. Uh, I'm not sure who he's playing, but that, that kid, that kid's a really good actor. I'm excited to see what he can do.
0: All right, hold on one second. I, I'm going to screen share something real quick.
1: Okay. This I is live I'm
0: as, again. Bro.
1: Yeah. I think I'm most excited to see Josh Brolin as Cable because I love Cable. And when Josh Brolin got announced, I was like, what? And then I was like, oh, my God, this could work. And then uh, those set photos came out. Those photos came out, and I was like, yes. All the yes, Josh Brown has cable.
0: Not all the yes,
1: all the yes.
0: I'm so trying to it. find the um, the family portrait. What are you
1: looking for? Oh, the Thanksgiving family portrait
0: one? at the end of the movie.
1: Yeah,
0: I think I found it. Hold on,
1: okay.
0: Yeah, I found it. Let me just enhance that a bit.
1: Enhance. Enhance, enhance. that photo. Zoom in, and enhance.
0: Zoom in and enhance. Alright, so we're going um, to screen share it real quick.
1: Share. Yeah. Huh.
0: Look at that photo. And look at Afro.
1: Uh, yeah, that's, that's like a pitch perfect Bob Ross. Uh, in that picture. Let's see we got a. Uh, you got Blind uh, Girl. Blind Al, Colossus, Weasel, Negason, Teenage, Warhead. Uh, Vanessa Domino, the cab driver, who I'm excited to come back. I can't yeah, remember his then, name.
0: And then the head of the, uh, the table, Deadpool and Cable.
1: Uh, Which, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. It's not it's not the same director. The director of this time around is uh, David Leach, who did Tommy Blonde this year and one of the co directors on the first John Wick. So, without a doubt, you know the action's going to be fantastic.
0: Oh yeah, I just wish—was uh, it Tim Miller? Was the
1: yeah, it's Tim Miller.
0: I kind of wish he would—he would have come back because I—I felt like he did an amazing job with Deadpool one. But oh,
1: I agree. I agree. I, I do. Lo- I do love Deadpool one. I do think Tim Miller. I do think I would have liked Tim Miller to come back. But if you're gonna go a different direction, I think David. I think David Leitch is. I think he's a great
0: director. Oh yeah, but yeah, the the campaign for Deadpool two has just been incredible. <laughs> From the uh, the little teaser with, with him doing the the Superman parody where he, yeah, uh, yeah the John Williams score in the back and he's like like get the suit on and then he goes out and the dude's already dead which I I again I kind of wish that was Uncle Ben just to play off the fact that <laughs> the different firemen are are like copies of each other
1: yeah that would, that'd be fun Uncle Ben no that'd be such an easy joke but. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm super excited for Deadpool.
0: Yeah, me too. Alright, so All
1: right. um now we go into some DC moves news. Alright, so first we're gonna talk about some TV news. Uh Black Lightning now has a premiere date. It will premiere January sixteenth, twenty eighteen. So Hannah what do you make of this?
0: Well again, I'm not really I'm not really the expert on Black Lightning.
1: Okay, so I can tell. You, I can tell you something about something about Black Lightning.
0: Not right, good.
1: Yeah, Black Lightning is pretty much well. it's pretty much like okay. Did you ever watch the cartoon Static Shock?
0: Uh, once or twice, I think.
1: It's pretty much the it's pretty much the adult version of that. Like he he can he can manipulate lightning. He can you know take he can siphon energy ma- manifested in blasts. He's pretty much like he's pretty much like a human torch but with lightning.
0: He's pretty much like Raiden,
1: but DC pretty much, version? yeah, exactly, and black. It's funny
0: because in Justice Two, the author's skifer Raiden is Black Lightning.
1: No, exactly, and I thought that I thought that was really interesting. But uh, you know, as far as this, they're taking a different they're taking a different approach with this one, where like he's a superhero who stopped being a superhero. <laughs> yeah, and it, and he's got to come back into it. I think this. I think this. I think this could be really interesting just because you know. The actor they have to play him, Cress Williams. I liked him. He was in, uh, he was in Prison Break and he was in Friday Night Lights. And he's, he's a he's a great actor, and I'm glad he's getting a lead role like this.
0: Oh yeah, and to be honest, I love almost all of the CW uh, DC shows. Like I love Flash. I gave up on Arrow, but I hear the new season's pretty good. I'm gonna watch that. I love Legends. And I, I like Supergirl. I'm on ha- halfway through season two, and I'm liking it so far. But you know, adding Black Lightning on this—if you know—if this is a great show, then CW and DC are killing it on the TV game.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. So I think that's it for that. Next one we have uh, Wonder Woman is actually. One Woman 2 is currently in development. Page and is coming back to return. One, and Gal Gadot is also coming back to return. Uh, it originally had a release date of, I believe, Dece- it was late December 2019. Yeah. It has now moved up to, no, huh, let me look up the exact release date.
0: It was like November 2018,
1: correct? Yeah, no, no November 20, 2019.
0: Oh, yeah, it currently,
1: it currently has a release date on November 1st, 2019. Okay. Which I think this is a smart move because it was originally set to open the week right after Star Wars, Episode 9.
0: Oh, yeah. That's smart.
1: Yeah, like, I don't, I think if you put, if you put this, you put this in November where no one's going to see it coming. I'm surprised that I'm moving it to summer, but like, you put this in November, I you think you, and, all people, people love Wonder Woman, and all people who love the first one are getting to turn out to see this one again. You put it in a not crowded place because right now it has that date to itself. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a guarantee. I'm calling it right now. That's a guarantee. Hundred twenty million dollars opening weekend, easy.
0: Oh yeah, without doubt. And it's actually smart because people are not going to be like, oh, you know, DC chickened out and they moved. No, 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 no. You got to understand, this is all business. This is exactly. I'm saying, okay. Where can we make the most money? We can keep no, it. It is December, And we are not going to make, you know, we're going to have a pretty good opening weekend, but after that we're going to crush credit Star Wars. Or we move it to November. We have that Thanksgiving, um, I believe, is it November 19th?
1: It's November 1st.
0: November 1st. Okay, so it's, I was thinking it was around uh, Thanksgiving time, but you still have, you know, a few weeks. I don't think any big movies are coming out for a few weeks anyway.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's actually, I'm looking at this now. It's actually a crowded month. It's not as bad. It's not as bad as after (laughs) hours. Yeah, then in the month of November 2019, as of right now, you have Wonder Woman opening on the 1st. And the next weekend, you got uh, the 25th Bond film. Weekend after that, nothing. Weekend after that, you have an untitled Fox Marvel project. We haven't said what it is, but it's something. And then the last weekend of November, you have you have Frozen two, which it's a crowded month, but I think Wonder Woman can hang tough.
0: What's What's weird is I don't think, if anything, I think Wonder Woman. Call me crazy, but I think Wonder Woman could hold a strong two or three weeks despite the twenty fifth Bond coming out at number one. No, not number one, but at least in the top five of the box. Oh,
1: absolutely! Oh, absolutely! I think it'll like if it, you put it, you put it at you put it the week after Star Wars. I don't think there's any way you could be number one that weekend. No, it doesn't matter how good a movie it's Star Wars, but you put you put it in that you put it in that slot. You put it, you know, in November where it's currently opening against nothing really huge and not, noteworthy. I think it, I think it can make some really I think it makes really good money.
0: And then I feel like when the the Bond movie does come out, it could stay in the top five with it. Maybe number two, maybe oh, number three. Because I don't think there's anything other big besides those two movies coming out in that week. You know, in that that span of time. Yeah, This is smart because now they're going to have a lot of traction, especially coming off of Wonder Woman, which most people loved, critics and audiences both loved it. You're going to have an influx of people coming in, you know, on breaks and stuff to go watch it. This is a good place for them to put it.
1: I agree. I think (laughs) if you're releasing a big blockbuster like that, the less competition you have, the better.
0: Yeah. Which right. is why I I know people are gonna call me crazy, but I don't see why big studios don't put you know like a Wonder Woman two in like January
1: or February. Well, it's because January is already, already screams bad. <laughs> so,
0: but think about it. We've had great movies in January and in February. Yeah. Definitely came out in February. Yeah, that is true. The thing is, you can break the trend. Yeah. If you put a major like a Wonder Woman boom in January. And you get people to go see it, and the word starts going out. Hey, this is really good. This is really good. You have no competition.
1: I think people just get weird with January, with January release dates.
0: Yeah, and I understand that because of the shit piles that we have. But you know, why not change that? Why not you know Wonder Woman two, or hell, a small a smaller movie, not Wonder Woman two, but maybe you know maybe a Shazam, maybe an Aquaman, something like that. Maybe. You know, you put that in January, you see how it does. And I bet you that movie makes. So much money.
1: No, okay, I, I understand what you mean. Yeah, like it, it's possible, but I think you know, as far as studios concerned, like they they know they know January screams you know garbage pile, and so you put you put you know something's coming out one movie it's gonna seem like a studio, the studio doesn't have confidence in it.
0: The thing is, it's already gonna you have to think about general audiences. And I don't think general audiences are gonna know. Oh, January is right. a bad movie month. They're gonna be like, no, I want to go see this movie, so I'm gonna go see this movie.
1: Well, maybe one day, but let's let's move on. Yeah. Uh, another one. That's what I want to talk about. Uh, so Bat, the director of the Batman, who is currently Matt Reeves, uh, he's been taking some casting meetings about, you know, what to, do, what to do with Batman if Ben Affleck should. Okay, the story as it goes, Matt Reeves is taking meetings with actors who could be the <laughs> Batman if Ben Affleck decides not to continue. Oh, yeah. And most, the most notable one of which being Jake Gyllenhaal. Ooh. So what do you what do you think of these meetings? And what do you think of Jake possibly Jake Hall's
0: dad? All right, the meetings. I understand you have to have some backup in case Ben Affleck does leave. I hope he doesn't because I think Ben Affleck is one of the best Batman and Bruce Wayne that we've ever had. But again, I go back to you can't go wrong with talent. Jake Gyllenhaal has proven his worth as a Oscar worthy actor. I loved Nightcrawler. Was it last year?
1: It was 2014.
0: Damn. Yeah. I loved Nightcrawler. Um, I, the dude's a great actor, so if you get a great talent like Jake Hall, it is going to sting a little bit, and it's going to be a little weird not seeing Ben Affleck's Batman, but I feel like I can get over it, and I feel like most people can, do, can as well as long as he plays the part well.
1: Yeah, you know the story. As we report, is that he's just taking meetings. They nothing's been specific saying like he's been, you know, it's for, it's for Batman. Maybe he's taking for other roles, uh, but if it is men- Batman, which I, if, oh god, oh <laughs> that, that's, that's that would be bad actually, or Nightwing. Nightwing. Nightwing actually pretty cool.
0: Yes, dude.
1: But as far as the, as far as yeah, like I agree with you. I love Ben Affleck as Batman more than I thought I ever would. I really hope he doesn't leave. But if he doesn't, if he does, if he does decide to opt out. I don't see Jake Hall doing it. Like,
0: really? I don't
1: think he, I don't. He hasn't screamed Batman to me. And also, Jake Gyllenhaal has demonstrated time and time again he doesn't want to be a part of big franchise movies. Ever since Ever since Prince of Persia was a disaster, he's oh, stayed, he's he's staying in a... he's staying in the quiet indie zone. Yeah. Like you know he you know they almost they wanted to recruit him for Suicide Squad actually after uh, Tom Hardy left. Really. Which, yeah, they, they want him for the role of Rick Flag, which, you know, he saw, but yeah, you but know, after he saw the movie, he was like, "Woo, bullet dodged.
0: Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but, I mean, <clears throat> while we're at it, you know, on Ben Affleck, Batman, and Justice League, and I think we're we'll going to get to Justice League in a minute, correct?
1: Yeah, we'll get to Justice League in a minute.
0: I want to go into, um, so a little bit of spoilers here, so you guys haven't seen Justice League, tune this part out. But the end credit scene. Oh, what, do you, yeah. what do you think that could be? You know, talking. You know, Lex Luthor, and you know, we actually see Deathstroke, which is pretty badass.
1: You know, I gotta, I gotta tell you, man. Like, uh, when I saw the, when I saw that end credit scene when it first started, I was like, what's going on? And I'm just like, <laughs> I got that guy's like, Luthor out here now. I'm like, oh no, 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 <laughs> no more. But I got to
0: Of the little bit outside. He, it back. he wasn't bad.
1: No, he's toned it back a lot. Like He's toned it back a ton, which I think it is work. And then and when, like, I saw, when I saw Deathstroke, I was just like, holy crap. I wonder if, I wonder if, that's actually, I wonder if they're actually going to show his face. Then he took out the mask like, and oh, wow. Yeah. And he he that actually looks like Slate
0: in the comics with the, the iPad, oh, the, the, the grazing that's beard and everything.
1: Yeah, what I think that's alluding to is either alluding. I think that's alluding to the plot of the second Justice League,
0: which. Well, that's what I'm thinking, means, but I'm it. trying to think of what, what league are they gonna go with? Are they gonna go with League of Supervillains, or are they going to the Injustice League, which would be badass?
1: I'm thinking it's gonna be Injustice League or Legion of Doom. Probably not Legion of Doom because that sounds too ridiculous. But maybe, maybe, maybe Justice League.
0: I didn't really mind Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor in that small part that we saw. Because it seems like he's becoming the more mature Lex Luthor now.
1: All, all the crazy he had before, he's toning it, it looks like he's toning it back. Which I think is a positive. And,
0: and you see what's, what's funny is, Jesse Eisenberg is really actually a really good <clears throat> dramatic actor.
1: No, he is. He really is.
0: And I feel like if he takes that dramatic actor... And makes it a little bit menacing and a little bit crazy because Lex Luthor is—he's a little crazy out there, but not Joker style, like in fucking BBS. But the Lexer, the Lex that we saw at the, in the end credit, where he's just—he's menacing. He offers him the drink, you know. He's the businessman now. He's in the suit. He's on the yacht. That's—that's that's the Lex that I think we're going to see in the Injustice League movie and whatever.
1: No, I always said when I think of, when I think of Lex Luthor, what I what. I assess Lex Luthor to be. He needs to be a businessman. He needs to be smart. He needs to be someone who can be like, "Hey, you see that guy up there? That guy in red and blue save, saving people, being heroic. He's a dick because I am convincing <laughs> people." And yeah, whenever Lex, Luthor, whenever Lex Luthor was on a BBS, he was a twitchy little weirdo. I'm like, no, nobody in their right mind would do business with you.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I did, I did kind of understand what they were going for because, again, I don't think that was actually the Lex Luthor. That was. I do you think that was Lex Luther Jr. and now he's taking over his father's place? I I, I,
1: don't, I don't I don't care if with Luther Jr. Not a shit character. He's supposed supposed to be the Lex Luthor from the comics.
0: But I mean, if you're, I'm not gonna keep defending because I know it was over the top. But I mean, think about it. You're what, 18, 19, 20 years old.
1: I don't know how old he was.
0: <laughs> I think I think he's about 20.
1: Jesse so, Jesse Jesse Eisenberg and Henry Cavill are the same age.
0: Holy shit, they are. But I think the yeah. like, character was supposed to be like twenty twenty-two around there.
1: Uh, maybe, maybe they, they they don't establish it, but yeah, like yeah. it does, it doesn't matter if he's like Luther junior or not, but like, this is a this is all that uh, was an awfully written character, and yeah. I don't blame Jesse Eisenberg because he he went for it, he tried, <laughs> he put his heart into that one. He didn't work, but he tried.
0: <laughs> That's all you can do; you can just try. But in just... at the end scene, you see the mature Luther, which I love. <laughs> You know, he's in he's in the, the three piece suit on the yacht with the girls behind him and the the bodyguards and Exactly. That's the Luther I want.
1: All right. So speaking of Justice League, let's go into this last news story we have today. It's uh the Justice League opening weekend numbers just come out and uh they're not good. No
0: they're, they're really not.
1: not good. Yeah, so as, as as of right now, uh box office tracking plays Justice League opening at only ninety six million dollars, but which yes, I know. Ninety-six dollars, ninety-six million dollars sounds like a lot of money. Dollars. Ninety-six dollars. Oh my God, me be Only people, who, only people who saw the movie are me, are me, my buddy Rich, and a few others,
0: and me, and that's it.
1: And me, but look, if if you, I I said on the show once, Justice League was gonna be the first. I said Justice League would make a billion dollars. That ain't happening. I can guarantee you. That ain't happening. Yeah, but and also you look at Justice League couldn't make as much as they didn't make as much as the first Iron Man, the second Guardians, the third Thor film, a movie star a second movie starring Captain America, yeah. Deadpool. It they couldn't open as much as the eighth installment of a fast in the of the Fast and the Furious franchise.
0: Alright, so let me go into what I feel about this real quick.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So, yes, this is this is really bad. I mean, I was projecting. I wasn't gonna go crazy, you know, 145 million. I was thinking. An I thought it was gonna go 120. like 120, 125. That would be a good opening for Justice League opening week. Oh, exactly. Absolutely. And the fact that, like, not many people went out to go see it this this weekend was. It's a little heartbreaking to me because you guys know I am a DCU fan. I'm not going to defend it and say that every movie is perfect. No, I love Man of Steel. I thought BVS Ultimate Ultimate Edition was okay. It was good. I actually really had fun and enjoyed Justice League. I mean, yes, it had its flaws, but you, you guys can go watch my review of it. But the movie was so much fun, and the actors, you know, the chemistry on set was... And, you know, on screen was incredible. the fact that a lot of people didn't go to see it, to me, is heartbreaking. But I'm not going to take this as a defeat like the DCU is done, like a lot of people are saying. No, because it still has time to track. And it still has time to make a great, you know, box office at the end. It is heartbreaking to see, you know, a $96 million opening weekend. But, again, I go back to Avatar. Its opening weekend was only seventy five
1: million. But hold on, what well, Avatar? A lot, a lot. Avatar had the effect of word of mouth. I won. I did see Justice Two, and I did see Justice as well. And you know, I'm not. I wouldn't go out to tell people you need to go see it right now. Like that's that's the thing. People aren't people aren't talking about it as much as like. Look, it's not like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was tracking originally at like seventy to eighty million. And then word of mouth got out and that helped and that shows that goes to show you word of mouth can really can really help a movie.
0: Oh yeah, without a doubt. And no. <clears throat> you see, I'm on the opposite end. If like I would suggest people to go out and see it. Just because it is a very fun time with the movies. If yeah. you want a very fun movie, you you know, I would say go out and see Justice League. But, you know, the reviews have been like the reviews I've watched gave it mostly positive but You know, on the low 7s, we had one eight, but, you know, 39% of Rotten Tomatoes is very hard to come by, and, you know, people see that, which is why I do think that is a problem. I feel like people rely on Rotten Tomatoes way more than they should, and they see, oh, it's a 39% movie. I'm not even going to go see it because it sucks. Which which is why I tell a lot of people, you can look at the Rotten Tomato meter and be like, okay, thirty nine percent is not good, but at least go out and test it for yourself. Go and watch it and make your own opinions about it.
1: Exactly, like you shouldn't don't don't judge a movie. I'm saying like don't judge a movie before you you know before you watch it. But also, you know, it's not just on Rotten Tomatoes. Like the the, the marketing wasn't wasn't the best. Yeah, and also. You can you can really tell like how much goodwill DC has squandered with people because ever since BBS, each movie has opened in less less than the last. Like BBS opened at 166, Suicide yeah. Squad opened at 133, Wonder Woman a hundred, and just freaking Justice League, a movie like us fan was been waiting for years to see. It couldn't even crack a hundred million dollars. Yeah. It's baffling to me.
0: Again, I'm not trying to defend it, but it is disappointing at this open week in box office. But if people start going out and watching it, and I do, I do feel like it's going to be—I don't know if it's going to be, you know, stable, but I feel like it's going to come close to being able to make its money back.
1: Uh, I think i will It's, it's going to be. I think i will make its money back, but because it has to, because they released the estimated budget. Estimated budget on this movie is three hundred million dollars. Yeah, that makes it one of that makes it, that, that ties it for the second most expensive film ever made.
0: Yeah, and you kind of, I mean, you kind of understand why though. All the actors involved. I mean, you guys
1: reshoots. I, I gotta take I gotta take one of those tasks for a second because they spent I don't know how many million dollars on a mustache. Yeah. Yeah, something I mean, that would have cost him ten dollars to shave, then cost him hundreds of dollars to then see well, he out.
0: Henry and Cavill said flat out he couldn't do it because that was part of his role for the the. Um, yeah. The <laughs> movie.
1: Yeah, Mission Sleep, which I thought when I heard that when I read that story, I was like, okay, Chris McCoy, you're being a, you're being a dick. Unless <laughs> your movie is about must. Alessia movie is about mustaches. You should you will let him shave it. <laughs> Cavill just shaved the damn mustache. I, I, if I were Warner Bros, i like, okay, how about we shave it and you CG it in?
0: <laughs> Mission Impossible just CG has a big, long mustache on
1: him. You know, I, you know, if I were Warner Bros, I would have said, you know, let, let him keep the shit. Hell, like, hip, hipster curl that thing at the end.
0: Oh, yeah, just <laughs> the mustache twirling villain just, just ooh.
1: Hell, yeah, while you're at it, give him a top hat.
0: <laughs> there you go. He's becoming more yardy from Sherlock Holmes.
1: Or uh, freaking down Lewis from uh, there'll be blood. I um, broke your back, plane. <laughs> but, but yeah, see, Justice, like, Justice League. Okay, keep, go. fish your thought?
0: I'm just. I can see why people don't like it. Me personally, I do. I had fun. I enjoyed it. But again, I'm not gonna, you know, if you like it, like most of the YouTube comments have. If you like a movie, they jump on you immediately.
1: And not yeah, been I, there. I, yeah, I, I reviewed it for my personal channel. I gave I gave it a. I thought it was fine. I gave it. I'm not gonna tell you what I gave it, but my review is my personal channel. If you want to go watch it, selfless plug. I know, but I don't care.
0: Uh, <laughs> you during the Rotten tomatoes thing, holding your review back.
1: Well, I you know I don't want to spoil it, but you know I go into I go into more depth, in depth about the movie on my personal channel. But overall, I thought it was fine.
0: Like, yeah. See, I'm, there's I'm some get my f- there's some fun
1: action. There's some there's some fun action in it. There's um, I do like the character, but there are so many flaws that I just couldn't I couldn't get over in the movie. Oh yeah.
0: See, mine's gonna be a low on, on the high end. I'll go ahead and say mine. I gave it a four out of five. It's the oh, lowest really? on really? my channel. It's the lowest on my really? channel. Is based on like, the DCEU movies. I gave Wonder Woman. Uh, I think I gave Wonder Woman five out of five just because the minor flaws of it. You know, I love the movie more. But this one, I gave four out of five because I was like. You know, the characters work so well. And yes, they had a weak villain, but so did the first Avengers. So did most of the Marvel movies, but...
1: Oh, we can talk about that that when we do the Justice League review, because I I have some strong words for you.
0: (laughs) But I'm saying, like, what this movie did right was it focused on what mattered, the Justice League. And the characters, the chemistry of the characters worked so well that... I found myself just geeking out on multiple moments and just me being a hardcore DC fan and reading some of the comics and loving the dark Knight trilogy and all the movies and stuff, these references and you know, these awesome moments of the just sleep together. I was geeking out a lot and just had so much fun in theaters.
1: Yeah. Uh, I can can understand. There's a buddy of mine who actually, I I just remember you. There's a friend of mine. who actually said, this is the best movie he's ever seen. Like, no. Yeah, no. I said the same thing. I'm like, no, 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 no. And he also, he, he, they continue to say, this is, the, this, is the, this is the best we've ever seen. It used to be Shawshank Redemption. Now it's Justice League. Shit. Yeah, I'm like, wow, What a, that's a complete 180. And I'm sorry, Richard, no, you're wrong.
0: You, you can't tell people they're wrong. Again, it's their opinion, but...
1: I can't tell them they're wrong, but oh my God, like... Uh, that is the definition of like uh, that that is loving something blindly, but yeah, uh, I go. We will talk about more on Justice when I'm sure we do a spoiler review, which I know I'm gonna be a part of. But yeah, as far oh, as Justice, yeah. as, yeah. as far as like underperforming, yeah. um, I'm really curious to see how DC reacts to this because I kind of want them to ride the ship. I want I want them to just keep going. I don't want them. I don't want them to do Flashpoint and just hit the reset <laughs> button. I want them to keep going with all this.
0: Well, I feel like. If Ben Affleck leaves his Batman, they're going to have to use that Flashpoint to make a new Batman.
1: Although, granted, that wouldn't make any sense, but yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, it was. would.
0: I mean, you, you do an timeline where there's a new Batman, and then you bring it no, in. No, it like would, that. but
1: like, how does, like, that wouldn't explain how he looks different.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> different worlds. Flash, Flash, Flash gets back, Flash gets back to the present. <laughs> Barry, what's going on? Who the hell are you? What the fuck! It's like the 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 twenty two Jump free scene where they um. Oh, they're just uh, like out no, of nowhere, replace Seth Rogen. Yes, <laughs> was doing a double Seth Rogen. That yep. yeah, that that's what it'll be like. It would just be like, huh? No, no.
0: <laughs> See, I don't mind that they're doing a, a Flashpoint movie as long as they either. do it I, right.
1: I don't. I don't want that to be the first Flash movie. I think that I think. They haven't earned that story yet, and also we don't give a shit about the this Well, at least for me personally, I don't care about this Flash enough in this story I right now. I love this Flash. I mean, he's good. I don't. I don't hate him, but like, he hasn't even been against him in the Speedster yet. So put him against that first, and yeah. then go into the big, huge Flash storyline. I mean, it's kind of that's kind of like the first Superman movie being Superman Doomsday. <laughs> Which, if you're DC, you say that for only the second movie. Yep, the second movie. And then you bring him back. Not even even the whole second movie, just the last, like, five minutes. But, I mean,
0: again, I really hope that DC continues with Aquaman because James Wan directed Aquaman. And me personally, call me crazy, but I thought Momoa's Aquaman stole the Justice League movie.
1: I won't call you crazy. I think I I agree. Like, I a new character, Warner, Aquaman, was my favorite. Like,
0: especially the scenes in Atlantis and Mera and the whole world. Man, it looks so great.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited. To see, I'm, I'm. I'm really, really excited, excited, excited for Aquaman. Yeah. And I and think I, hope I think that's money in the bank already.
0: Oh yeah. And especially with Momoa, he seems to be the one that gets a lot of the positive um talks about the Justice League is that he kills it as Aquaman. He's a great he take on that Aquaman character. Especially when the best lines of Justice League were when Bruce and him go back and forth about talking to fish.
1: Yeah, I was to, those those are really well, you know why don't we say some of this talk for our spoiler talk?
0: Like, I hope DC isn't reactionary and like, no, we have to do something else. Exactly. Ride, ride the ship along—pun <laughs> intended—for Aquaman, and then if Aquaman is well received, continue on that route.
1: Yeah. Bottom line, don't hit the panic button yet. Just keep going. <laughs> like just what you have, you already have an example of what to do with Wonder Woman. Just do that again.
0: Yeah, I just feel like. It's good for DC to step back and listen to the fans, listen to the critics, and if they feel like they can do something different and unique with this, then yes, go and do Flashpoint. Hit that reset button and do what you think the audience is going to enjoy, and what the critics are going to enjoy. Take those, <clears throat> take those negatives and turn it into a positive if you have to. If Aquaman comes out and it's you know it's very divisive, like Justice League and them have been then yeah, hit that reset button, take all the positives, take, take all the negatives, go back and be like, this is what we can do different, and this is how we can make it better.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's a good note to end the show on today.
0: <laughs> My uh, heroic speech.
1: <laughs> Alright.
0: Right, that's, that's, all, that's all we got. Thank you for joining us tonight for Nerd News. Join us when, uh, what, in about... Ten minutes or so, we're going to be back doing our Riverdale yeah. review show, recap show. And tomorrow, I'm going to try to get you in tomorrow for the Justice League spoiler review, which we'll go into more detail about Justice League. Uh, hit that like button. Subscribe. Share this video around. Check out Patreon. Patreon.com slash Film Nerd TV. I'm Hunter. I'm a Film Nerd. I'll see you guys soon. Peace.